I've been so encouraged today. I've listened. I've given my ear to hear that's not in a boastful manner, but I want to tell you I'm blessed. I was blessed this morning by such a good word, God. Right now, just... I want to thank you, Callie, for your obedience. I want to tell you that I was really blessed by that word. I know it was from God. I know it was from God. It encouraged me. I want you to know that. This morning I stood up here and I began to dance in freedom. And then once it gets to the part where he, he begins saying hallelujah, it's my favorite part because God gets on me so strong that I just go all crazy in a good way. When that part rolled around, the enemy attacked me. He attacked me. That's when I ask you to come and pray for me. I want to thank you, men of God. I want to thank you, men of God, for your stand, for your faith. I want to thank you for knowing what to do in situations like that. See, the Bible says that we're to, to lift each other up, to admonish one another. Singing to each other in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs. It's my song to y'all today. You lift me up. Listen, we need to we need to be here to encourage one another. Amen. I know that it's God working through you. Right. That's not to give you a big head. I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want a big head myself, right. especially as shiny as mine is. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, God told me. He said. He said, give thanks for what went on. And I want to thank I want to thank everybody in here for your presence in this house today because it encourages me. me too. I look across this room and I see people hungry for God. Yeah. And, and that really encourages me. It's in a time where, where the enemy tries to rip a church apart, he only just flourishes it more. Yeah. If you remember the last message I preached, and I, I don't want to go entirely, you know, right back into that, but even when the enemy tr- thinks that he's winning. He's really just setting himself up for defeat and setting God's people up for victory. I know it's crazy to think that the enemy can help you sometimes, but sometimes he can. He can get you in that place where you need God the most, and that's what we need is God the most. Yeah. Amen. This week has been a, it's been a battle for me. It has. And just want to make one thing clear. I'm not saying that to... To exalt the enemy, because I wouldn't want to do that. Sure. But the Bible talks about how, or through the mouth of Paul, he said, even in my tribulation do I glory. Right. So a lot of times we don't want to talk about that thing. But if we address it the way we should, then we can be thankful for it. Sure. See, my week's been hard because I, I made a decision in my life to take us. A, a step in a different direction of faith. I know that. I know that, that that's what the enemy's doing. Is he, he's trying to come in and attack my life because that's what he does when he's intimidated. You remember in the Word of God where it talks about how Jesus was baptized in water and then in the Spirit. And then it says immediately he was taken away to be tempted. Because he saw then that not only was the Son of God on earth, but a second portion was delivered unto Him. He knew He was in trouble. 
He had to take a stand then. Awesome. I want to tell you that, that I made a decision in my life this, at the beginning of this week to, to start a prayer life. I've done it in a way I've never done before. I was encouraged by a movie that God used to enlighten me on the power of prayer. If, none of, if anybody in here hasn't seen it, then I suggest you see it because it needs to be seen by Christians. Amen. You know, there's, there's so many, in the, so many in people in the world that, that are famous and rich because we make them that way. Amen. We make them that way. If it wasn't for the audience, they wouldn't have anything. They wouldn't have money. They wouldn't have fame. They wouldn't have everything that they have. And I thank God for the man that stood up and said, you know what, I'm going to do that for God. So I encourage everybody to support that. God's people need to be supported in everything that they do. Because it's up to each other. We're, we're here. We're a part of the body. We're... We're all mended together as one whole body to perform one task, and that's to reach people. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in grace, and so are you, but that movie touched me in a way I ain't never been touched before. And you may think, well, it's just a movie. No, it was a ministry. It was. It gave great emphasis on prayer, and that's what I needed. God knew it. That movie is called uh, War Room. If you haven't seen it, you need to go see it. But anyways, <clears throat> I, made that a, I made that a priority in my life. I made me realize that I have so much of God here with me that, that I don't take advantage of. And I don't mean that in a bad way. God wants you to want Him. Just like you, your husbands and wives, you want your husbands and your wife to want you. You want them to want you. You know that you know they love you, but you want to feel that love. God wants that too. He desires that more than anything. He wants us ever present in his life. And he and though he's always there, we don't always acknowledge him. He wants to be acknowledged. He wants to be thought of. He wants to be talked about. Just like we do. I, de I sometimes depend upon you guys to acknowledge me. And I'm, I know you may think that's crazy, but it's really not. We depend on each other to acknowledge. And if, they, and if we didn't, something would be wrong. You understand what I mean? It's okay. It's okay to depend on people to acknowledge you. If my brain didn't acknowledge a part of my body, then I would be in trouble. Amen? We need each other. We need each other. And it's not just a Sunday thing. We need each other every day. I depend on you, on you people to encourage me. I do. And when you're not here, I wonder. Because it's just the human in me. You may have good reason. Though I don't think there's a biblical one. And I speak that even in my life. I don't think there's a biblical one. Even if I wanted to go on vacation, I don't think that's biblical. But it is what it is. We all got some growing to do. But we depend on each other, amen?
This week, God has been speaking to me about, and I shared this with Zach. This is something I've never been approached with before, but he's been speaking to me about influence. And I thought, God, what do you want me to do with that? You gave me one word to go with. What am I supposed to do with that? You, you try to research influence in the Bible. I mean, really. So I've, I've really fought with that. I've had a tough time with it up until today. And I heard you, I heard you say something about that just this morning, you know, and that's just, that's just God increasing our faith, Zach. It's character building. We get so comfortable in getting a script, getting a, a scripture, or uh, or you know something together two or three weeks in advance. Got it all written down on paper. We know exactly what we're going to say, exactly what we're going to do, when we're going to do it. It's a play. It's a script. We're all actors. Amen. Sometimes God just wants us to go in the moment, embrace the moment. Live in that moment. Because it's then we depend on Him the most. I honestly didn't have anything to tell you until this morning. Amen? But I like it that way because I know it's God. And I don't want you to hear my words, I want you to hear His. If you don't leave this place hearing His words, then you've left with nothing. Amen? Because His Word is the only truth. No matter what I say, His Word is the only truth. My words mean nothing. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> God had been speaking to me about influence all week long. and At work, He's shown me people that I've influenced. And I actually had a joke about it one day because there's a, there's a guy that works next to me and I... I don't even know his name. For some reason, names are not important to me. <laughs> I meet people all the time. I get a relationship with them, not whether it's a friendship relationship, acquaintance, somebody I work with, no matter, no matter what it is. I meet these people all the time. I start a relationship with them and don't even ask their name. For some reason, it doesn't matter to me. But anyways, <laughs> this... Uh, this guy one way one day when I was working and I was I was not in the best of moods. It was a tough time during that time. And most of the time when I'm at work I'm in a cheerful mood. As I've testified to you before, when I first started there, my team leader thought I was on drugs. She said, What's wrong with you? You on drugs? I said, No. No, I'm not on drugs. I'm just happy. It's amusing to me that the world sees joy that way. That the only way you can ever experience this is, is through influence of something else. Though my joy does come from influence, it's not things of this world. But anyways, I always act goofy at the job. I always do. It's eight hours of my precious day, and I want to spend it having fun, regardless of whether or not I'm working. And I can, I can do that. I can enjoy myself while working as long as no one comes to disrupt that. I'm good. And a lot of times, even when they do, I'm still good. But when these people see the way I act, for some reason they often shadow it. 
And on this particular day, I was not in my goofiest of moods, and I walked in there, and this guy was shadowing it. And that's when God spoke to me. He said, influence. He said, you influence these people's lives even when you don't know it. Even when you don't see it right away. I've worked, worked beside him for months. Most of the times he would look over and just, you know, have a funny grin on his face or laugh because of the way I've acted. But never before. But the whole time, my actions was impacting his life without me knowing. We do that on an everyday basis. Every person you run into, every person you bump into, whether it's in Walmart or at a restaurant or on the road, right before you flip on a bird and storm off, whether you know, you're at work or uh, you're a teacher at a school or you know, whatever it is, you, know, you influence your children, you influence your, your spouse, you influence everybody that you come in contact with. So we go through our everyday life not realizing that the most powerful weapon on this earth is influence. You can start off in this life with absolutely nothing. And through influence, gain it all. Arnold Schwarzenegger came to this country with $20 in his pocket. But through the influence of his life, he managed to be rich and famous. So we don't understand how powerful influence is. People who are in politics, people who are involved in, in you know, government actions and things of that nature, most of the time are powerful because of their influence on other people. Sure. The president wouldn't be president without influence. Right. Senators would not have office without influence. Governors... You name it, whatever it is, influence got them what they were, what they are, and what they have. Influence is something that we pass up every day and don't even, don't even think about it, don't even realize it. We, we don't take into mind that, that what we do, the way we act, the way we talk, even, even our complexion influences people. And God, I said, God, what do you want me to do with this? Yeah, I see that I influence people's lives. It's, it's both scary and exciting. But what do you want me to do? How do you want me to come across? And then he gave me another word. <clears throat> he said, the greatest influence you can ever put on someone's life is love. So we influence people in, in many different ways. Some people talk goofy because of me. Some people act goofy because of me. Some people have a different mindset when they're around me. And that's just God. God may not be in my goofiness, but He's in my joy. And when people get around me, they get joy. That's God. That's not me. The thing is, is we never take into mind what we do with our influence. And God told me the most powerful influence that you can give someone is love. See, when I'm at work and I influence people in my goofiness, I know that they don't leave that way. I know that it's an in-the-moment thing. 
Amen. Because see, when I get around you, I act different. When I get around Zach, I act different than the way I would act around you. It's just human nature. There's certain people that have certain influence on our lives that impact us in a different way, but once they depart from that person, their attitude and everything changes about them. Amen? When you impact someone or influence someone with love, it doesn't depart. It stays. Amen? <clears throat> what I'd like to do today is I want to take you to some Scripture real quick. If you would, I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And everybody's familiar with this chapter. It's a chapter of love. And it gives everyone a glimpse of just how important love is. And starting in verse 1, it says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I become a sounding brass or a tingling cymbal. Just like you said earlier, Zach. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could, be, could remove mountains and have not charity, I'm nothing. Do you understand just how powerful that message right there is alone. Paul is talking about having these gifts that impact lives in major ways. How many of you have received a prophetic word? How many of you people have stood on that word? You've changed things about your life through that word. You've changed your outlook of life because of that word. You've looked forward to things, events in your lives because of that word. That's the kind of word Paul is talking about. And then, then he says, he says, though I have the gift of prophecy, like I just said, and understand all mysteries. Though I understand everything. See, the Bible talks about how things of the Bible was, was kept a mystery since the beginning of time and now revealed through the prophets of God. What he's talking about is every secret God has ever kept about His Word revealed unto Himself. Do you realize the power in that? The power of knowing every mystery there is to know in the Word of God. To understand all knowledge that God has ever given a man. Think about that for a minute because we're around knowledge all the time and, and don't even stop to embrace it. Because we, we, we stand in this building now is because of knowledge. The knowledge of a man received from God the ability to build this place. Amen? The reason why animals are named what they are. The reason why our language is the way it is. The reason why we call things as they are. The ability to make cars, jets, planes, everything. Having all that knowledge and understanding it. Understanding computers, atoms. You know, all the things that, that we look at as foreign languages. Some people have the ability in some things and not in others. Paul's talking about having all knowledge. Knowing all things. Amen. And he says, though I understand all these things, if I have not charity or love, 
then I have, I have absolutely nothing. I'm nothing. Think about great people in our lives, people that have impacted the world in ways that, that have just changed things. Albert Einstein, you know? Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know them all. Can you name a few? Go ahead, name some. S- name some geniuses in the past. And what did they do? Discover gravity. Thomas said and made the light bulb. Think things that changed. I mean, it changed. Do you, do you realize that they not, only, they not only invented something, but they opened up the minds of others to take that invention and turn it into something that's miraculous today. Things that just, you know, mind blows. He's talking about people like that. If they didn't have love, they're nothing. You, you understand what he's saying. This, this is what he's saying about how powerful love is. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profit me nothing. We look up to people all the time because they've given their life as a sacrifice to Christ to preach the gospel. They go into foreign worlds. They, they risk their lives to, to be amongst people that, that are not allowed to even listen to the gospel. We exalt these people for who they are. They deserve that. They deserve honor because of what they do. But, but Paul's saying, if they didn't have love, they would be nothing. Nothing. So we, we lose sight of some of the most important things because... The world has kind of watered down love to the point to where it's really nothing. You can fall in love with someone and out of love with someone just like that. That's what the world says. The world says that you can love someone enough to marry them and then divorce them just whenever you want to. Just whenever things don't go, go well. You know, I'm done with this. See, the enemy has used the world to take the, the message of love and just, just crumble it into nothing. It's not even love anymore, it's lust. That's all the world knows. They don't even know true love anymore. They don't even know what true love is anymore. And he said, though I take all my riches and give it to feed the poor, it'd be nothing. It was, uh, it was Mr. T, right? Someone who wore all the jewelry and stuff. You know that when they had the, one of the, uh, the tsunamis that hit, he said that after he saw that, he began to dedicate his, his life to Christ. It impacted his life in a way to where he dedicated his life to Christ, and it said that he took every bit of the gold that he owned and gave it to help them. And to me, he deserves honor for that. But Paul said if he doesn't have love, then even that is worth nothing. So we lose sight of what love really is. So the Bible says that love is the most powerful thing that you can possess on this earth. And truly it is. If you stop and think for a moment and realize that the people around you, the ones that you care about the most, are only here because of love. Amen. You're only here because of love. There's no other reason for you to be here. If no one in this place loved you, you would not be here. 
if no one ever acknowledged you, if no one ever shown you anything, you would not be here. And Paul goes into to showing what love is. Love suffereth long and is kind. Love envieth not. Oh my God. I mean, you could preach right there. I can tell you right now, there are, there, there are things in this world that I would love to have. It's things that I would turn around and give away if God asked me to. But listen, I get my mind wrapped around it sometimes in ways that just become sinful. Because I start envying things that other people have. I even told God before, I said, I get angry. Listen, I get angry when I see somebody, you know, riding around in a car that costs $60,000, $80,000, things like that. It upsets me. And I begin to think of myself. I'm a child of God. I've answered my call. I've done this. I've done that. I deserve it. Amen? We've all done it. But love doesn't do those things. Love doesn't vaunteth. I don't, I don't even know what that word means. Somebody help me there. What is that? Vaunteth. Anybody got a different translation of that? Doesn't parade itself? Not puffed up. Arrogant. Amen. Thank God. It's not puffed up. Amen. Doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. My God. I'm not giving you this message tonight to condemn you in any way. I want you to realize what's in you. The power to do all these things lies within us. When we embrace it, it does the work. Amen? This is nothing that we have to do. But this is the power that we possess. Love does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not after her own. Doesn't, doesn't think selfishly. Is not easily provoked by things. I'm provoked by things all the time. Even when I'm not angry, even when I'm in a good mood. You know, sometimes I get some of my best laughters off of someone else's pain. (laughs) Amen? Will? Amen? We all do that. Will used to do it to me all the time at work. I get hurt, he'd just bust out laughing. He'd never ask me if I was okay. Never asked me if I needed a hug or something. He'd just bust out laughing, huh? Amen? We all do it. It's okay to laugh in church. Listen, I, I get so provoked by the, by the simple things. You know, my, my boss can be a nutcase sometimes. And I'm not saying she's crazy. I'm just saying she acts that way. Amen? And some of my laughter comes from when people make fun of her. And I'm easily provoked to do that. <laughs> but that's not love. <laughs> I'm going to be real with you tonight. Listen, that's not love. It's not. But listen, if I showed her the same kind of love I showed you, I wouldn't do it. Not with the intentions that I have in my, my heart. Because my intentions with, with her are not right. And I probably need some prayer there. That's okay. Thank God that the gifts and callings are God without repentance. <laughs> Amen. Or we wouldn't have anything. It rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. My God. 
It's preaching to me now. Yeah. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. That's amazing to me. Awesome. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing that we possess in our life. That's the kind of thing that we possess. Every day people are losing hope. In everything. You talk to people, they have no hope. They have no faith. They have no joy because they have no hope. We often look at people and laugh because of the way they act, but we don't know what they endured. We don't know what brought them to that point to where they, they no longer have hope. They no longer trust in anything. Amen? The Bible says that God has given us something that endures all, no matter what it is. You see the power in that. Amen. Amen. Love never fails. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. And whether be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Now, a lot of people get this scripture wrong because they say, okay, prophecies fail. And they're talking about prophetic words that come forth out of the man of God and they just don't come to pass. That's not what that means. When this world ends and a new world begins, we'll no longer need faith. Everything that we believe will be in front of us. We won't need a prophetic word. We won't need those things. Everything that's imperfect will be made perfect. But there's one thing that will still be present then that's present now, and that's love. Do you realize that? All these gifts that we possess, all these gifts that, that, that were given to us and empowered by the, by the Holy Spirit will soon cease, but the one that won't is love. Love will always be there. God, love is what made heaven. Amen. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, which I was just talking about, then which is in part shall be done away with. Now, I want to stop right there. Because <clears throat> my, message, my message tonight was about influence. And I know it just seemed that, that I dug straight into love, but... But God told me that the most powerful influence that you could ever have on someone's life is love. And He told me, He, he gave me this scripture to, to give to you guys. I'll find it here in a minute and I'll let you know here. It's in, it's in the book of John, chapter 15, Luke, verse 13. Here, here's, what, here's what God's been speaking to me. He says, Greater love, love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Now everything that I've read to you, every char characteristic of love and everything that, I, that I've given to you tonight revolves around this, this scripture here. It, it all revolves around that. So Jesus gave everything that he had for his friends, gave his own life. Not only did he give his life on the cross, but from the day he was born, it was a calling upon his life. And when he come of age, he answered that calling. He carried that calling out perfect. That was preaching and teaching the, the gospel of, of grace throughout the world, going about healing, performing miracles, raising the dead. He'd he done that perfectly. And in the end, and after all that, He gave His own life 
for the cause of saving ours. Amen. Amen. Now that was the ultimate sacrifice. None of us in here will ever lay down our lives for someone else and die. God did that already. He was the perfect sacrifice. So what's this scripture mean to us? So a lot of times in my life, even being a, a Christian full of grace, having love for people and wanting them to know Christ themselves the same way that I do, I still go about doing whatever I want. Might as well be honest about it. The only reason I, I started my prayer life is because I was encouraged to by something else before I didn't have one. Which said I did something else with my, my time. I put my time somewhere else. And I won't lie. I'm going to be transparent. It was to myself. It's to what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. Amen? And we, we're, we get in that position in our lives, even as Christians. It's easy to do, Zach. Now you get a family. You start raising children. You devote most of your time to them. And then when you think, God, I need a rest, the last thing on your mind is praying and seeking God's face when you think about rest. First thing that comes to my mind is my couch, my TV, bowl of ice cream, you know, something like that. It ain't sitting in front, and, and this may sound vulgar, but I'm going to be real. It ain't sitting in front of a Bible, reading stuff I may or may not understand, receiving something that I may or may not receive. I'm going to be real with you. It's the last thing I want to do. It's the last thing I want to do at the end, at the end of the day when, when, I've, when I've worked, I've come home and, and, and assisted my wife in anything that she needed and you men better be doing that. Amen. Just because you work doesn't mean gives you a, a free pass to let your partner do whatever. You, you understand what I mean. But at the end of the day, when all that's done, the last thing that's on my mind is picking up my Bible <laughs> and reading. And besides, I don't like reading, so it just seems like more work to me. Amen? Anybody here don't like to read? Okay. Just me then. It's okay. So, <clears throat> God told me that this love that you have, this love that, that's greater than any other love that you can think of is laying your own self down. God told me that that's the love I want you to have. How do I do that, God? Laying down yourself. Not my life. My desires. What I feel I need. Things I want to do. You know, the fun that I want to go have. And I'm not... I'm not condemning anybody for going out and having fun, enjoying themselves and things of that nature because I believe God wants you to have that in your life. But the Bible also says there's a time and place for everything. And we don't understand the, the uh, power of influence and the influence of love in our lives. And God can reveal that through His Word and use you to impact somebody. Now, I spent a lot of time uh, on, the, on the internet the other day looking up or trying to find testimonies of people that had been impacted by others found a lot of nothing a lot of waste of my time but I did come across one individual <clears throat> that said growing up at a very young age he became very very successful because he was very talented in, 
in acting and modeling. And he could sing also. He began pursuing that career very zealously. And before he knew it, I mean, he was, he was at the top. He, he had everything that he needed. He had met a wife that, that he fell in love with, had, had children. He had fame. He had fortune. He had, he had everything that you can imagine in his possession. And somewhere in the midst of his life, he began to get involved in things that he shouldn't. Drugs, alcohol. Things that have been known to tear the, the, the best of lives apart down to nothing. Now, <clears throat> this particular individual hired a, uh, a maid to take care of his home. And when this maid came to his home, she was, uh, she was of foreign, I don't know what you call it, uh, huh? Yeah, foreign descent, good. She was of uh, foreign descent, spoke a, a different language. Um, apparently one that uh, this, this uh, character's wife could understand. But he couldn't. So when she came, she told the wife of this individual, she said, I, just, I didn't come here to be your caretaker. She said, God told me that I would go work for someone that would soon give their lives to Christ. And that is why I'm here. Not long after, this person uh, impacted the, uh, the individual's wife and the wife uh, gave her life to God. And through the course of her, uh, her coming into uh, a new life and be, you know, beginning to, to exercise faith and things of that day, he began to watch. He began to take notice of her actions and things of that nature. And eventually, it encouraged him to do the same thing. That person today is Eric Baldwin. See, we don't understand the power of influence and that the influence of love. People we would consider to be so far out because of fame, fortune, and the things that, that they're influenced on a daily basis, God can change in, in an instant through love. It all comes through a desire in our own lives to say, okay, God, I'm ready. I'm ready to lay down anything that you need me to lay down for your glory to see your face on a level that I never had before so that you can impact lives through me in a way you never have. Amen? Amen. So there's people in this, in this world that are, that are just waiting on us. They're just waiting on us. And it's all a decision that we possess. It's nothing out of range, nothing that we don't possess, it's nothing that we don't already have. It's just a choice in our lives. Amen? And I know this message may not seem cheerful like, like I normally do. But if you receive it in the way that you should, it should give you some joy. Amen? There's so many lives out there that we can impact just by embracing influence in our lives and instead of impacting their lives 
and say a negative way or even a goofy way. I can impact them with love. I had a guy tell me one time because I, I told him, he asked, me a, he asked me a question about what would, what would I do if you know, so-and-so did this? And I said, I'd just forgive him. He said, well, would you not remember it? I said, no, I'd forget about it. And he looked at me and he said, that's crazy. People don't understand love, Zach. They have no idea of love anymore. That's the reason why the world is the way it is. It's the reason why marriages fail. It's the reason why people go down avenues that, that are not right in their life because they never understood love. They don't understand now. And we, have the, having the understanding of it, just keep it to ourselves. And I don't mean that in a condemning way. Amen. Will's back there like, please hurry up. Shut up. Let me go home. Love you, Will. Listen, I, I didn't mean for this message to bring you down, but I, I want you to understand that you possess one of the most powerful gifts that has ever been known to man. You possess it within yourself. You have the ability to give it to others and impact them in a way that you never saw possible. Do you realize that, that when these people are impacted by God in a positive way, they do things differently? They start giving gold away. Yeah. They start changing their lifestyle. They start, they start um, supporting ministries, impacting other people's lives. You know, we're not actors. We, we, we don't have the ability sometimes to reach people that we want to. Eric Baldwin, been a, a Christian now, can impact others. There's so many people out there now that you, you'll think, they're a Christian? I'd never known that. And it's because of the influence of someone else in their life. There's, there's so many people out there that we can reach. And it's as simple as that. Influence with love. Amen? Amen. Are you encouraged? Yeah. Yeah. So I want to I leave you with a charge tonight. Along with myself. Because I use my time selfishly. I do. Especially when I'm around other people. Because I want them to like me. So sometimes I put on, you know, an act. It's, an, it's a true act. It's really who I am around my friends, around you guys, that already know my Christian standpoint, that already know what I believe, that already know, you know, where I stand. And I'm safe there. Amen? I know that I can come in this place and probably do the goofiest stuff and maybe even say the stupidest things and I know that you will look at me the same because you know who I truly am. Amen? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Sometimes we get on each other's nerves. Sometimes we're annoying. Sometimes we're, you know, God, I don't want to be around them right now. You know? But still through all that, we love one another. This is like a, our safe haven. I can act whatever way I want to while I'm here and know that the love of God is so strong in your life that you will never look at me differently. But they don't know that. They don't know my standpoint. They don't know who I am, truly. They don't know the man of God I am. 
They don't know my stand on the Word. And they don't know that what I have can impact their lives in such a positive way that they'll never be the same again. But if I choose to say, okay, instead of having that reaction or saying, you know, that thing or doing this or doing that, if, if I decide to insert love instead of my normal self, then, then their lives will be impacted. Then they, they can look at you in a strange way because we're peculiar people. I never knew, I never knew what, what the Bible meant about that because when I was growing up, most Christians looked like sinners. Amen? A lot of them still do. It's not their fault. They don't know any better. I tell Amber all the time, I say, you can't give me anything you don't have. They can't give me anything they don't have. If they don't know love, they can't love me. You ask somebody for money, they don't have it, they can't give it to you. I go to somebody and, and, and you know, I'm, I'm frustrated. I mean, if they don't have any, any hope, if they don't have any joy within themselves, then they can't change me. They can't impact me. Amen? Those are things that we have. We possess those things through love. And we can impact anybody, anywhere, at any time with that love. Amen? Amen. Stand, go ahead and stand to your feet. I pray you're encouraged tonight by the Word. I pray, that, uh, I pray that in some way it changes your mindset about things. I want to leave you with that thought though. I want to leave you with that charge. Try. As Bill always says, try God, but it's, it's not nothing you ever return from. Try taking your dirty joke, turning it into something better. Amen. We all have fun. It's nothing that's hidden. Try taking your normal reaction to frustration in, in a loving manner. Let, let somebody see you peculiar. Let it raise questions in them. Amen. And hold me to it. Because being a part of this body means that I, I need you all to function correctly. And that's things that we sometimes overlook. I'm here for each and every one of you. I'm a phone call away, text message away if you do that. I'm an email away if you're, if you're that far out. You know, everybody in here has something different than someone else. And when you all put it together, it completes. I need you to be complete. You need me to be complete. I need you for support. You need me for support. That's what we're here for. The thing that changed my life the most has been love. I wouldn't stand here right now if it wasn't for the love of a friend that looked at me and said, despite your sin, despite your ugliness, despite all of it, I love you and I want you to know that. I wouldn't be standing here right now in this place if it wasn't for that. 
Amen. Amen. Pray if anybody has a need tonight, you get it taken care of. I'd be more than happy to, to pray with you, support you in, in something that you need support in. But if nothing else, I love you. I'm here for you. I believe that I believe in the God that's in you. Amen.